Give me a countdown. Give me a three, two, one. Three, two, one. Welcome to this month's Spooky Burrito, the monthly paranormal episode of Grief Burrito. I am Harrison Wilde, your host for the day, and that wonderfully pruned man across the internet is my co-host. Please introduce yourself. My name is Jordan Shenton, and I'm apparently pruned. I don't know what that means. <laughs> like groomed, sheen, aerodynamic. Pruned. Oh, right. Pruned as in like, like a bush. Like a bush. I was like, is he calling me a fucking prune? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're pruned like a bush. You can tell how much uh, how much we know about the intros before we do them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's nice to kick them off like this. Yeah. But today, Jordan, we are going to be taking our listeners on a journey through the mystery of the real Men in Black. Start the intro! like here comes the mini bag <laughs> here comes the creep reader intro <laughs> galaxy defenders we can actually okay. see each other why are we Here's... not recording us seeing each other that's the point well i keep saying why don't we stream this out to twitch and you're like uh but uh uh yeah, well you know fine yeah. reasons i think we, we should could. start doing it we can we'll do it next week yes okay we'll definitely do that so this is episode 70, and as I said, we're going to be covering the weird real-life cases of the Men in Black, or the MIB for short, if anyone doesn't know that abbreviation. Before we do, we got to run through the socials, so please, J-Man, tell the lovely listeners if this is their first time with us, where they can find us. You can find us everywhere, so that's Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, uh, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, what are they called now? It is Apple Podcast. It used to be iTunes. Right, okay. And Podchaser everywhere at Grief Burrito. That so, is right. Yeah. Uh, and I am live every week on twitch.tv forward slash Grief Burrito on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8pm BST. That's British summertime for you guys not in the know. And it'd be great to see you over there. And if you want now up to 90% off the latest games, you can find our CD keys link below to help support the show while getting yourself huge discounts on games and game codes. So, should we should we do it? Should we go? Should we should we get Dive in, in head first. See, like Laura Croft onto concrete. Oosh! Right in the face. <laughs> I will say though that too many people now say let's dive in. It's in like every single podcast. So, I think from now we shall immerse ourselves in the dark waters dripping from the spooky burrito. Buckle up to your seats. Oh, no, don't, don't it's time. Stop. Is it? What time is it? For spooky. Spooky. Burrito. Stop it now. I'm actually dead scared. And that's it. We're using that. That sounds gross. It does like that black coffin water that was in that sarcophagus. Do you remember that in Egypt? Yeah. Yeah. I, and everyone wanted to drink it. Goopy. Yeah, don't do that. We've had a yeah. bad enough year. <laughs> don't, don't, well, don't all this happened this once shit. they opened that sarcophagus. That was like, maybe that was the spawning factor from everything happening. Don't blow um, my mind this early. I'm sorry. I've just woke okay. up from a nap. Don't give me yeah. this. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, so encounter number one. So on June 21st in 1947, Harold Dahl, along with his son and their best boy doggo, were aboard their harbour patrol ship sailing the calm waters of the Puget Sound in Washington State. The day was cool, calm, serene, the perfect day for sailing. As the two men and their brave hound patrolled the water, they skimmed the shores of Maury Island. Its slender beach made it look like it had risen suddenly from the water and its tree-covered hills had always made it seem like an ancient place. Dahl pulled the ship to a halt at the island with an intense burning desire to find logs. The man needed fire, <laughs> s'mores and probably roasted meats. 
As the two men collected their wood plunder, their dog ran back to the rocky beach and began barking into the air at seemingly nothing. Then his son spotted something high above the water. Six deliciously donut-shaped crafts materialized, hovering around 1,500 feet above them. For a few moments, they hovered effortlessly before suddenly, Jordan, I wanted to like scare you like when you did that. Oh. Harrison! <laughs> uh, one of the crafts began behaving erratically. How does a UFO look when it's erratic? What do you think? Probably like a it, shaky donut? <laughs> it just it, it just stays like exactly where it is in height and just goes like zip zap zoop and like flies zip, zap, back above it. <laughs> that sound effect exactly. Zip zap zoop! <laughs> <laughs> and then boom! Raining donut to UFO pieces cascade down, sending burning wreckage into the still water and peppering it the exploded. beach. It exploded straight up, <laughs> fucking exploding donuts. The like best thing, like with the submarines, where someone flushes the toilet at the wrong time, and yeah, it just like explodes. <laughs> Is that real? I shouldn't laugh. That actually happened. Yeah, really, that happened. Apparently, that was oh, like shit. a thing where there's like a perfect storm of like bad shit went wrong with this submarine, and then no someone way. flushed the toilet and it all just went it. So like all the pressure goes. That's crazy. Like everyone just gets sucked out. You know, like when I you're don't... on a plane and you flush the toilet. <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to Google it. I'll figure it out. I'll see if it's like a real thing. Yeah, that could be a future spooky case. That's not even submarine. spooky. Some guy just like flushed the toilet at the wrong time and killed loads of people. Hey, if I if I take a shit and everyone dies, that's pretty spooky. It's not spooky, it's dumb. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. It could be both, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it can be. So one of these pieces that rained down from the UFO actually struck Dahl's son, breaking his arm, <laughs> and another sadly came hurtling toward the good boy guarding the boat. <laughs> And unfortunately, no. the pooch was killed by blunt donut trauma. Why do all these stories of dying animals? I don't know. Fuck, man? When was the last one that uh, we had someone die? It's usually like alien abductions and dogs going missing and stuff. Oh, no, it was it Goatman. Didn't didn't someone take a dog? They found a headless headless dog because of Goatman or something. Yeah, it sucks. I hate it. Does. it. Stop kill, kill people. That's fine. Leave yeah, the animals. Leave, leave the animals. But to be fair, it's the way we all want to go. It's the champion death for the bravest boy. I want to be <laughs> killed by, by, yeah, crushed by a donut. Donut UFO. Yeah, I, I am absolutely fine with that. <laughs> I'd rather be crushed by either a donut or a UFO, but both together. Both together. That is heaven. Ooh. Spooky heaven for me. So days later, on June 24th, a radio man for the US Air Force was probably relaxing with his morning it's, coffee. It's actual job title. Yeah, radio man. I don't know. I don't know radio what you'd call man. it. What's like it a called? Communications technician or something like that. There you go. A communications technician was enjoy <laughs> enjoying radio his morning man. coffee. <laughs> a radio man. I couldn't think of the words. So I was like, yeah, that's it. That's the one. <laughs> you, but you've not like you've not put brackets on it or anything to be like, change this. No, I, straight up radio I stand man. to my guns. I stick to my guns, especially in the spooky burritos, okay? <laughs> so his radio has sprung to life, and we're going to have a radio play now so that you, you take the, the red lines for me and I'll take the black. Okay. It was an aircraft pilot, Kenneth Arnold, calling in from his routine flight over Washington State. Control, come in, control. Oh, shit, my coffee. Uh, yeah, we read you. Over. Uh, this is Delta 933 Arnold. I am following crafts on approach to Mount Rainer. Please confirm, over. That's incorrect, Delta Niner. No active crafts in the area, over. Uh, control, control, I am seeing eight, no, nine crafts in total. Chaos began in the office around the man as people run to check what crafts are currently flying without permission in American airspace. Delta Niner, please can you identify the crafts, over. But the crafts were unidentified. They were flying. 
and they were objects. <laughs> At least until Arnold identified them. The, the crafts were flat, metallic like a pie pan, like one my mother had. Her pies were, were great. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Just the guy getting like more pissed off, like Delta Niner, the crafts, please. The crafts, please. Please concentrate. <laughs> oh, yes, over. Uh, the, the, they are half moon shaped, oval in the front and convex in the rear. Overall, just pie shaped, really. <laughs> <laughs> Arnold went on to follow the crafts until he was eventually outrun. However, I find it incredibly interesting that the similar crafts were spotted in the area only days later by like a bona fide pilot. Bona fide. Bone. Bone, he's, he's a bone pilot. What do you think so far of that UFOs? Considering we read it, <laughs> yeah. like, not much. <laughs> um, yeah, it seems if I was going to design the spacecraft, it'd probably be after a pie dish. I'll be fair. Yeah, it's got that. So you're sticking with with pie dish, okay? <laughs> pie dish. Yeah, I'm having that. Well, he said that it's like, have you seen the fucking going on to Warhammer again? You know yeah, the Necron right. Doom sites. I haven't seen those. No. Yeah, it's like a crescent moon. Oh, okay. Does he mean like a crescent moon shape? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. What kind of pie dish looks like a crescent moon? I don't know. I'd like a, a cr- crescent pies. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna make cheese Are you pies. Finish that croissant. Croissant pies. Oh, croissant. Now the real story, Jordan. I want to get to is a causation of this one. So I'm pulling a switcheroo. I'm dangling aliens in your face and I'm ripping them away like a tasty, delicious donut-shaped pie craft. You see, a <laughs> you see, the day after Howard. Howard Dahl and his son had spotted those powdered sugared quick. I can't even read these sentences. <laughs> Fucking hell. You see, the day after Howard Dahl and his son had spotted those powdered sugar covered UFOs, they were visited by someone else, a man in a black suit. There we go, I got you. Thank you. Thanks, dude. From this instance, that's the only description the man visited Dahl in a local diner. He sat with him and asked to recount what he'd seen. Afterwards, the man said... What I have, sorry, I need to do like a, what weird voice could a man in black have? Your Autobot's voice, that's the one, your Optimus. Op, the Optimus voice. Okay. <laughs> I, I can't sit up and get serious now. What I have said to you is proof that I know a great deal more about the experience of yours than you'll want to believe. And if you speak this incident, very bad things will happen to you and your son. Little claps. That wasn't the sound of me doing anything suspect. <laughs> he was just whapping. Just he, he was that turned on by the voice. He just had to whap one out quick. After this talk, Dahl, his son, and even Dahl's employer, who had seen the crafts a few days later when visiting Maury Island himself, claimed that they'd made it up. And I guess that that means they'd also killed their own dog. That sucks. No, so that's fake. How dare that? You can't kill a dog. No, no, it was I. Yeah, exactly. I don't think they would have killed their own dog. I think they've been spoken to by whoever this person is and threatened to the point where they don't want to make any kind of, I don't know, make a, make a, yeah, make a fuss around this story to bring any more attention to it. <laughs> don't want to make a fuss. Don't want to make a fuss. So that's, it's a weird one. It's quite a claim to see donut shaped UFOs flying around, but I like the fact that it was spotted by a pilot as well. I think I feel like that lends it a bit more credibility. Is it American donuts or like is it donuts with a hole in the middle? I guess people I'd... people got to start naming shit after things with cultural differences. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Are you talking cronuts? Are you talking? Are they jam filled? 
and they got sprinkles on. We need these kind of details to really nail down these are they aliens. One of the, are they one of the ones that has like wrinkles and they wrap it around like twisted? Oh yeah, they're really good. I like those. Yeah, yeah, that's all, they're awesome. Like the big circle, and then you've got like, is it a yum yum? Is it a Greg style? A custard yum yum. Are you telling me these are aliens are custard yum yums? Because I am in. I'm all for custard yum yums. <laughs> Corkscrewing through the sky. Yeah. Like fusilli pasta. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they travel. Yeah. Through through space. Sense. That's how they can get nice. through space time. They just fucking. Ping. They literally like screw through it. Yeah. They just drill through space time. Right. That's it. We need to speak to NASA. <laughs> Have you ever considered the pasta theory? <laughs> the pasta theory. It just proves that the the flying spaghetti, uh, the, the flying, flying spaghetti. spaghetti monsters real. It could be, yeah, out there in space, like some kind of ancient. Uh, what's that guy who has all the weird gods like Cthulhu? What's the Cthulhu? What's his, yeah, what's his name? No, H.P. Lovecraft. H.P. Lovecraft. That's the one. The yeah. massive racist. The eldritch gods. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> the eldritch gods. Eldritch, right, some yeah. kind of eldritch spaghetti god, out yeah. there. Oh man, ready for us. <laughs> They're good books, but fuck it's... <laughs> It's hard to read. I've, I've never read them. I actually, I tried to buy his books and I bought Edgar Allan Poe's by accident, which is still quite a cool read. But I was, oh, yeah. when I went into the shop, I was thinking Lovecraft and I picked the wrong one up because I couldn't remember his name again, apparently. You picked the dude with the birds opposed to the dude with the fish people. Easy exactly. Mistake. So we need to go on to our next encounter, J-Man. Yep. What so, voice do you want me to do? So your character is Herbert Hopkins. I'll do the brief description first, and you can okay. discern his voice from the description. Dr. Herbert Hopkins, a 58-year-old doctor and hypnotist, which is not usually complying occupations, unless he was maybe a psychologist who like helps people get through um, repressed memories, was acting at consultant on the Stevens UFO teleportation case from Maine. One evening, while having the house to himself, after his wife and son had gone out for the evening, he decided in a flurry of inspiration to continue his research on the case he'd been sent over. However, the phone on his desk rang, and when he answered... Hello, I'm Adam. <laughs> okay, so Dr. Herbert Hopkins is Adam from Bottom of the Stream. A man's voice spoke back to him. I'm the president of the New Jersey UFO Research Organization. I wonder if I might visit you this evening to discuss the case you're investigating. In his haste, he agreed. A second mine might prove useful. Sure thing. I got the house to myself tonight. Okay, we're going rednecks. I like it. Yeah, I'm swapping every time. <laughs> the doctor, being the polite man he was, headed to the back door to switch on the porch light so that his visitor would be able to find his way up to the house's steps from the long drive but as the light flicked on, there was the man, already climbing the steps. In a later interview, Hopkins claimed, I saw no car, and even if he did have a car, he could not have possibly gotten to my house that quickly from a phone. Now this is where things get weird. As the man entered, Dr. Hopkins' dog barked uncharacteristically. <laughs> 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 The way it's what? written, it says, as the man entered Dr. Dr. Hopkins' dog. <laughs> yeah, I, I stumbled over that myself there. For a comma, comma. I know, I should have done. <laughs> as the man entered, Dr. Hopkins' dog barked uncharacteristically and then ran with its tail between its legs and hid in the closet. The man never gave his name and the doctor strangely felt like he couldn't ask. The man was described as wearing a black overcoat and suit a black tie, black shoes, a white shirt, white gloves, and a black fedora hat. 
He appeared to not fill out his sleeves or trousers, but still was a very large man. The man sat at the doctor's table and took off his hat. As he did, Hopkins noticed he lacked both hair or eyebrows. His nose was small, his ears were small and were set low on his head. His chin was receded, his complexion was deathly pale and his lips seemed non-existent, making his mouth look like a sharp slice instead of a mouth. Strangely, where the man's lips should have been, the skin was very red. The man inquired about the case and while they were talking, wiped his mouth with his white suede gloves, only to smudge what seemed to be his lip. Dr. Hopkins glanced down at the glove to see the red coating on its surface. Don't you think that's really weird? self-conscious about his lips. Yeah, maybe. Well, don't you think that's really... It's like he's painted up to look like a person. Yeah, I've seen some people with that much makeup, Harrison. Yes, there are those people in the world. Definitely. He <laughs> just smears Which, it across his face. Not usually like, men in big suits, though. That's all I'm saying, you know? You know, you can't shame him for what he might be into. Whoa, I am not shaming him. He's allowed <laughs> to wear lipstick. <laughs> yeah, it does seem a bit weird how he just doesn't have, like, pronounced lips. Yeah, but... So it's just like it's just like a piece of paper with, like, red across it. Yeah, that's literally how it is. It's like they've just highlighted where his lips should be. <laughs> it's like... They forgot to do it in surgery. They were like, we'll mark the lips with red where we're going to put them. Yeah. And like, he leaves and it's like, where's he? We've not done the fucking lips. He hasn't got lips. <laughs> what do you the mean alien. he's gone to talk to the doctor? He hasn't got his lips yet. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Get him back. I can't. He's already gone. <laughs> There's no way you can get to a phone. He's already by his car. He's, oh, he's already gone up the steps. Oh, shit. <laughs> Some guy, you can picture them. You're looking at, like from the uh, the man in black's point of view. You can see like behind the doctor. There's these aliens at the window, like waving, just like yeah. lips. They're holding you the lips. Watch your lips. <laughs> They're holding a piece of paper, like pointing where it says lips. Yeah. It's like get lips, fuck lips. And he's like, what's Every- on my lips? And he wipes them and smudges them right up his face. <laughs> he's just completely unaware. And now he's just, just like- all lips. <laughs> Oh my god, the, like, the boss is going to fucking kill us. Yeah. Zordon's going to be so angry. <laughs> it's always Zordon with you. He's always the alien leader. I feel like that's... I feel like it's something out of um, Dude, Where's My Car? No, it's Power Rangers, Zoltan. It? Yeah, Zoltan. That's it, yeah. It was like Zordon's Zoltan. Power Rangers. It's the guy in the big yes. tube, isn't it? <laughs> Lebig tube. Lebig tubeman. So, let's see how the man reacted. The man seemed to notice that Dr. Hopkins shifted his attitude and seemed to change in approach with his questions. In your pocket, there are two coins. Show me one, the man asked. Dr. Hopkins reached into his pocket and felt for the coins. Strangely, he was right. There were two coins in his pocket. He grabbed one and held it out in his palm. Watch the coin closely, the man said. Hopkins watched as the coin turned silvery appear to go out of focus, fade, and then entirely disappear from his hand. That coin will never be seen on this plane again. Tell me, do you know of Barney Hill? The UFO abductee? He died recently, didn't he? Yes. And just like you no longer have a coin, Barney didn't have a heart. I mean, that's really fucking weird, straight up. That is is pretty creepy to be fair like i feel like that is a threat to take his heart <laughs> is that scarier than just being told you're going to be murdered by a guy without lips 
Fair. Yeah. I mean, what would you, <laughs> say, what would you if he straight up said, I will kill you? I'd just be like, yeah, that seems like a fair assumption. Yeah. If he and that if he magic tricks a coin out of my pocket <laughs> and then proceeds to disappear my heart, I think I'd probably be more confused than scared. Yeah, you'd be I'd like, be like this is this is a whole other kettle of fish, and then just bam, dead. <laughs> Run to the door as the guy's leaving. He's like, the lip guy took my coin and my heart. <laughs> Get him! Get him, boy! <laughs> Well, it's like it's where he says like that coin will never be seen on this plane again. And he starts like we ain't on no plane. We ain't on a plane. <laughs> it's nineteen forty-seven or whatever year it is. Yeah. Or oh, it's just like you're right. They're both floating in the air, but then he falls down like Wiley e. Coyote. <laughs> <laughs> I love how the, this episode more than any other has just been like, here's a spooky thing. We're gonna completely negate that. Yeah, it's all weird. It's all fucking stupid. It's weird. Like, we're not on a plane. He's like. Ah, shit. Oh, and the God, other aliens right. are at the back window again. Just like, plane, plane. P- plane. <laughs> <laughs> I love I'll, the thought of the aliens, like, with him the whole time, like, up against the window, like, what's he doing? He's talking about... <laughs> he's showing him a magic trick. Put the coin away. <laughs> <laughs> that was not the time for this. I was really proud of it. What yeah, yeah the... <laughs> Yeah, the day before, he's like been trying to show all the other aliens, like, look what I can do with this coin. And they're all like, we don't care, Zorgab. Put the coin away. Zorgab, Navayeg. 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 Not now, Navayeg. Zorgab. We're working. Navayeg. Maybe this human will appreciate me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's why he rushed out of the lab, because of that. He wanted to show the human his magic trick, because he knew that he'd appreciate it without yeah, needing the before- lips. Before they tell him specifically not to do it. Yeah. He wanted to leave because he was like, you never told me I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Bye. <laughs> you forgot your lips. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to do that fucking coin trick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we should explain what Nabayeg is. Oh, yeah. Anyone who doesn't know what Nabayeg is, go check out the Acting Out Alien Abductions episode we did with the Night Guys podcast. It was an amazing episode. And that's apparently what aliens say. So you need to hear about to this. Yes. You need to definitely check that episode out. <laughs> Some woman's like, please don't kill me. And the alien just puts his hand on her face like, Nabba Yeg. Nabba Yeg, sit down. Shut Nabba the Yeg. fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> right. The man in black rose from his seat slowly, put on his hat, and his voice began to slow. Dr. Hopkins, I suggest you halt your research into the Stevens case and burn what you have so far. He was unsteady now, a clumsy walker. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, you were drinking then. (laughs) I was very close to drinking. Yeah. My energy is running low. Must go now. Goodbye. The man descended the steps, clinging to the railing, walking one step at a time. At the end of the driveway was a bright bluish light, obscuring Hopkins' view. The light vanished and the man left in the opposite direction from which he came, which led to a large hedge. But when the doctor went after him, the man was gone. Totally right. disapparated. 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 So Hopkins quickly returned to his house and, like any other sane person, destroyed the paper evidence and magnetized the tapes of evidence from the Stevens case. He did not want this man to visit him ever again. And the way the man was described is like he's some f- form of machine, like a reconnaissance bot sent out to collect evidence that wears lipstick. Like... Did you play yeah. Alien Isolation? Uh, a little bit. Did you? Did I presume if you played the start, you'll have seen the androids on it? Yeah. 
That's how yeah, I no. imagine this guy. I don't even know, like weirdly calm and very plasticky. I kind of picture him as like a more human sectoid from um, XCOM 2. I've not seen those. I'll, I'll do a quick... Go- Google it now. Quick, quick, shoot a goog. Shoot a big steamy, big hot, stringy goog. Spaffy goog. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, the, the weird looking like XCOM 2. A picture of oh, that. Yeah. Carol, yeah, skinny, kind of. Yeah. What not. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, I'm out of energy. And he's like, now it's my chance. He kicks him down the stairs. <laughs> ha ha, take that lips. Steal my heart now, you lipless freak. And he starts crying. Takes the coin out of his pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, makes it disappear. He's like, you're one of us. I'll teach you to take my coins. (laughs) Give me your coins, bitch. (laughs) I love these things nowadays. Like, if aliens came to England and tried to, like, intimidate, like, a group of cat, like, kids or something, you'd get fucked up. Yeah, you would, yeah. You'd get beaten the shit out of (laughs) I just wanted to show them my coin trick, and they called me. They called me a bitch and spat in my face. <laughs> right, are you ready for the next encounter? Because um, yes, did you notice the numbers of the encounters? By the way, I did. I didn't want to say anything because I thought it might be like the one, two, three, 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 three thing all over yeah, again. I left it this way because I had loads of different encounters and I chopped out some I didn't want, but I just left the numbers there because I just wanted to annoy you. So this one yeah. is encounter number three <laughs> after the last one, which was encounter four. Why they were in the other order anyway, don't know, but never mind. So we need some evidence bringing to this case. So the next encounter took place in New Jersey in 1968. Mr. Jack Robinson and his wife had both taken a liking to UFO phenomena. They'd found it fascinating, much like many other people at the time. They had begun collecting books and research papers and even doing some light investigation at themselves. But as they got deeper and deeper, they began noticing... (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) They started noticing strange occurrences. Every few days when they were out, they noticed that things in their apartment seemed to have been shifted while they weren't home. At first it was small things, maybe a hairbrush here, books there, but soon their entire collection of UFO research files had seemed to have been rifled through. Feeling obviously scared by the situation, Mary decided to take a walk and get some air to think about what was going on. And on her way out, stood across the road in an arched doorway was a man, all in black, white shirt, pale face, and a black fedora. Now, I got something for you. It's my own man. It's my own man in black. Wow, it is. thanks, Harrison. He's right there with no lips. What's <laughs> yeah. uh, up, you lipless freak? <laughs> so over the coming weeks, the man was there more and more frequently, and the couple began to panic. They reached out to a friend of theirs, Timothy Green Beckley, powerful Tim, some call him. And Tim, being the powerful man that he was, he decided to wait where the man claimed to have been seen with his camera in hand. And well, J-Man, please prepare yourself. I have managed to find the photograph. So here you go. Oh, wow. That is the actual photograph. That man has lips. He has, this man, I don't know, he's not got very pronounced lips if you ask me. He looks like Winston Churchill. No, he doesn't. He's not that jowly. And he's not that fat either. I just noticed he's got very small feet. He's got a bit of a gut, hasn't he? He's got very small feet. Yeah, same. I noticed that. Very, very small. He looks like he's wearing Mario shoes. Oh, like like Bulby shoes on the end. (laughs) Like cartoon shoes, yeah. Yeah, so I find it 
pretty cool that this guy actually managed to get a photograph of the guy. So he was actually there, whoever he was, watching him. So what do you think of that so far? Because I, I was very skeptical about there ever being like Men in Black. And I find this interesting that we can actually now see one. C is... I, I, I want to say... Well, obviously we can see him. Yeah. But I feel like C's a, a very generous term for whatever that picture is. Because it's like, it's black and white from the 60s. You know what I mean? Yeah. Plus, it could just be any guy. It could be a random guy. Like, it, that's definitely, it could just be some random guy stood in the street. But it seems very connected yeah. that whenever there seems to be this instance of people seeing or claiming to see UFOs or doing research into it, that people fitting this description always seem to turn up in the same area. Yeah. I see a lot of people wearing black suits, to be fair, though. But like, not fedoras. No one wears fedoras. Yeah, no, I don't think anyone wears fedoras now. That would out you straight away. If you wore a black suit and a fedora nowadays, people would just think you were... A, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. People would assume you were a bit weird. Well, you you, know I mean? you're either a man in black or you're a Hasidic Jew, right? Did, don't don't Hasidic wear Jews wear like, the no. big, big brim hats with the big sideburns? The curly corkscrew side that's, yeah that's a big brim hat that's not a fucking fedora it's like a big they fedora wa- they don't walk around like hey my lady oh no they're they're not, they walk around like nice doing, guys <laughs> I don't even know what what was it Hasidic Jews I think it's Hasidic Jew I think that's the word I don't even know what Hasidic Jews do I, I know, know people who wear trilbies and fedoras walk around going my lady my lady but I don't know what Hasidic Jews do uh, they probably walk around going like hi my lady is this entire thing just like story about Hasidic Jews stealing shit. Maybe. That's what this entire thing is. If you zoom in, can you see sideburns on that guy? No. There's darkness on the side of his head. It's black and white, mate. That could be any colour other than his incredibly pale skin. You just like, you went really close to the screen and it looked like you were just staring at me. Sorry, no, no. I'm just taking a look at the guy. I can see it, yes. I can see that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to look at the guy's face. I can see that he's very pale. I can see that he has got the receded chin. He doesn't have much he's got, lip. He's just got a poor jawline. It's not his fault genetics. He's are got harsh. a weak jawline. Sorry, dude. He's got a weak jaw. That's why he's so... so I have a beard. That's, yeah, just to cover it up. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next one is encounter number six. Okay. <laughs> Should be encounter three, but never mind. So our next case seems to be getting even closer to reality. On the evening of October 14th in 2008, so we're getting up to modern day now, and these things are still being seen. Shane 2008 Sova, was 12 years ago. Oh my God, stop it. Feel? <laughs> it feels <laughs> recent. I mean, I, I haven't seen any really regular cases. Sorry, uh, really like um, recent cases. Maybe there are some, but I, I, I couldn't seem you know, to find any. Have you noticed that UFO case sightings have dropped quite a lot since smartphones have actually become quite good at taking pictures. Yeah, yeah, they have. I mean, you still get the odd really shaky one, but yeah. Yeah, and you're just like, well, you know. What did you record this on? A potato? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So so this guy, so this is Shane Sovar, and he's a local hotel manager near Niagara Falls, and he was taking a smoke break with his security guard, of whom I can't find his name. He was left out of this case. I don't know if it was like an, an, an anonymity anonymity thing but maybe so looking out on the calm air they were suddenly shocked to see a large triangular pattern of lights a few miles away heading towards them 
The lights blinked and flashed until it moved right over them and it continued its journey out of view beyond the hotel. And they were obviously shaken by it, so it's a weird occurrence. If I if I saw it, probably if you saw something weird like that, you'd probably ring someone to tell someone, like, I've just fucking seen a UFO or something. Yeah. You'd probably ring me saying, Has, I've seen some weird shit to do on Spooky Burrito. <laughs> yeah. You better not tell the government about this. Yeah. Oh. I'm <laughs> fucking I'm telling everyone on this podcast. Yeah. Like, oh, a podcast. Never mind. Never you mind. go for it. Yeah, go for it. That's all right. Men in black don't listen to podcasts. They don't have modern mobile phones. They're still in the 40s. <laughs> still wearing trolleys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they called their loved ones to let them know what they'd just seen. However, the next morning, the hotel opened as normal to a nice, bright, sunny day. One of the hotel clerks went about his business, leaving an assistant on the main desk as he headed out to the entrance of the hotel to turn the lights on throughout the restaurant. But as he walked through the first set of double doors, two men approached the entrance. One stepped aside to let the other one through first. They paid no mind to the clerk and walked straight into the hotel, heading for the desk and the assistant. The clerk was shocked and stopped what he was doing made his way to the desk so the clerk followed the guys back and went inside yeah i think i've seen the video of these guys yeah yeah the witnesses described the men as tall extremely pale identical faces with no eyelashes eyebrows or hair they even remarked that their skin was plastic like like again the alien isolation guys i was thinking yeah the men stopped at the desk asking after mr sovar we would like to speak with Mr. Sovar. But Sovar, being the thoughtful manager, he gave himself and the security guard on duty from the previous night the day after rest, wondering if what they'd seen had come from exhaustion. But with these two men turning up afterwards, I'm personally not so sure. I feel like maybe they did see something. Maybe it's all related. And I will get the link as I have the video again. Because we like video evidence. I feel like... If you send in plastic men after people... <laughs> plastic men! <laughs> it seems to be the running theme in these stories is that people notice how weird they look. Yeah. Are they just bad with mimicking humans? So do we assume these people are like aliens? They're not like from the government or anything? That's the thing. Like They could be aliens themselves trying to control something. And that's where the whole Ingrid Cold things comes into it. Yeah, but like... Surely they could just ask a human. Maybe. To like, you're right, mate. You're right. Just to nip in here. Um, we'd go in, but as you can see, I look like a deflated sex doll. Yeah. So <laughs> it doesn't really work. As you can see, we forgot our eyelashes and lips. So yeah. I don't think we can pass for human. There they go. We're running out. Just sent We've the ran out. We're waiting for an order. <laughs> We're on Got back order for lips. <laughs> Someone keeps... We don't know where all the lips keep going. And there's some alien with like a massive lip sculpture. Yeah. <laughs> got a shrine to lips big old, big old lip shrine that got way more sexual than it i did, thought it would yeah. i'm so sorry yeah so uh, i've put the video in the chat as you can see so in black in a hotel if, if any of you guys want this if you head to our discord link you'll be able to see this as well any of our listeners so you can find a cctv footage of the men entering the hotel they look weird like they are very large like bulky if you look at the size of the large other man in, in charge frame, yeah they definitely Thick. are large and in charge I mean, yeah, look at the, the other guy. Look at the, the clerk in the frame when they walk past yeah. him. Maybe he's really small and thin. I don't know. But the guy who's the old guy in the frame as well, he looks a similar size to the clerk who walks past him. The way they walk is like literally clumsy walk. 
They're like, yeah. their shoulders shift side to side a lot. Do you reckon it's two aliens on top of each That's other? That's what I was about to say. Do you think it could be? <laughs> oh, I'd love that. That would make me so happy. Because they're very There's like... There's loads of them. Dum, do, dum, do, dum, do, like Bliblies from uh, Smiling Friends. They're just yeah, stacked yeah, up. Yeah, stacked up. Yeah. Yeah, so oh, they're very, very weird looking. And you can actually see the white gloves on the hand. One of the guys who goes past, it looks like he's got white gloves on as opposed to skin. So either it's the weird plastic skin or the wearing gloves. So maybe that's why uh, Dr. Was it Herbert Hopkins? Maybe that's why he thought maybe he wasn't wearing gloves. Maybe that was just the texture of the skin on the hands. Maybe. Maybe it wasn't like... They're just wearing full body gimp suits. Yeah, they could just be in gimp white. suits. Yeah, just white gimp suits. Really kinky agents. Yeah. Man, this gave it a whole other angle. It Jesus. does, yeah. Uh, so what else have we got there? So you can see the white gloves, you can see the hats. They do look pretty similar or the same from what you can see from the footage. Obviously, it's, it's grainy, it's a zoomed out CCTV footage, but they look very, very similar. My first thought was that they could just be businessmen, but if they were businessmen, surely they'd have cases or bags or something. Yeah. They wouldn't just turn up in the morning as soon as the hotel opens before breakfast and just like straight to the desk. And then not do anything else. Like, if you were checking in, you'd have stuff, wouldn't you? Hi there. We're here for the, the white gloves, black suit, white <laughs> shirt convention with hats. With hats. Well, as you can see, we're all ready for the convention. Please send us through. Yes. <laughs> what do you mean we're at the wrong hotel? What do you mean it's not a real event? <laughs> what do you mean I haven't got lips? And <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, asshole. I'm very self-conscious about my lack of lips. <laughs> yeah, it's... The way they look is... In two thousand, especially in two thousand and eight, it's a bold look. Like I don't think many people dressed like that then. I yeah, I feel like it'd be they'd stand out. It looks like they should be going to. Is it Yazoo? The the Yazoo. Is it? Am I thinking of the, the right video? No. Do you know the song Nobody's Diary? No, I don't think so. It is an absolute banger. Listen to it. It's fucking banger. great. Yazoo. I'm going to Google. I think I know which one it is. Okay. Yazoo. Nobody's Diary. Uh, yeah, it's like... <laughs> yeah, they're, they're going to a Yazoo convention. So you, you will have heard the song, but they're just wearing like... I'll Google Black well. suits with white shirts in the video. It looked like they'd be going to a convention or something like that, uh, like watching a gig. Yazoo music videos. Oh, those are very 80s, aren't they? Hell yeah. That song is an absolute... It claps hard. Claps if the not hardest to ass. It, mate, honestly, just play the entirety of Yazoo Nobody's Diary in this episode. Do you, do you think we'd get copyright? Oh my God, look at this. One of their things with Yazoo. Yeah. Full plastic people. All bald, no hair, no eyelashes. I think we've cracked exactly. it. Exactly. It's got a pretty strong chin, though. That, is, that chin game that is, is off the charts. I mean, this guy at the back looking over his shoulder. Some strong damn. chin game. Damn, son. He's, he's looking at like, damn, he's hairless. Look, I like that in that man. man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, honestly, that song is so good. You will have heard it. Okay. I, I, I probably have. Yeah, it's, I, it's one of those songs, well, it's one of those bands that, like a lot of bands where you you know a lot of the back catalogue, like the Proclaimers. Like I, until I saw the Proclaimers live, I didn't realise how many songs I knew by them. 
I only know 500 miles. 500 miles. you got to say it right. Yeah. 500 <laughs> miles. Miles. Uh, but yeah, like... What about the one on like Shrek? It's like, I'm on me way to misery from oh, happiness today. Yeah, that's proclaimed. Oh, sweet. I didn't realize that was it. Yeah, I didn't. You know what? So, going Shrek. going off track, as we always do, Proclaimers are fucking amazing live. Apparently they're wankers, though. Really? I've, I don't know them. They're, Apparently they're horrible people I, here. I feel like Frankie Boyle is the third Proclaimer. Same. Doesn't he I have like that it? feeling. Yeah. For so long, he really does. Yeah. No, I was speaking to someone this week, uh, and they've just been sent, like, a Shrek Buddha oh, wow. a 3D printed thing. He's like, he's like that big. Really? That's and so it's good. Just, it's like the Buddha just with Shrek's head and it's fucking great. I need that. If anyone has one or access to 3D printer, please send us one in. Grief Burrito. We'll have it on our desk. <laughs> if anyone's got any podcast stickers, by the way, any of our follow other, sorry, other, <laughs> fucking Christ, I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? Any of our friends who do podcasts, if you got any stickers, I'm filling my guitar up with stickers. Yeah, he's making a whole full sticker guitar, so send them in. Uh, if you DM us, I'll send you an address to send it to so we don't have to put it out to all the randos on the internet. But if you want it, it's requested. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to come to my house, yep. you got to ask me first. Exactly, yeah. I do have weapons. It's okay. So the two men left quickly after being told that Sovar wasn't there and were never seen in the area again, as far as I'm aware. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they just like, nope the fuck out. I'm out he's 9,000. Exactly. Maybe that, well, yeah, that's a good robot name. Out he's 9,000. I'm out he's 9,000. <laughs> I'm out he's 9,000. Nice to meet you. I'm out because 9, you hate me. <laughs> so a few of the cases that I'd like to discuss going further, and we'll do this in our extended episode on our Patreon. They seem to mention that the men in black seem to arrive in a black limo. So how is a robot man's parallel parking game? What are you thinking? Must be pretty good if they're driving limos about trying to park up. It's got to be, I've got a feeling it'd be something like they've got someone else to drive for them or it's autonomous. Oh, okay. You can't crease up your suit driving. That's a good point. You've got to have G. What or do they, robot or do they get into it and it just lies them down? Oh, they right. They need it because they need to lie flat. Straight, that's, the, that's the recharge position when the energy's getting Yeah, low. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We had a teacher like that in high school. We always really? just assumed that he lived in a cupboard. Hey, we <laughs> did as well. Charge no overnight. way. We did that. Yeah. There was a time where he took my mate out with like him and his girlfriend were like holding hands. Yeah. And the teacher came up like, come here. And he was like, okay. And all we could just see him like talking to him. They were a bit further away, but we couldn't hear what he was at the window this time. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they would, he just like looked over like the playground stuff and he was like making hand gestures and like waving them about. And then all we could think of was that he was going, one day, this will all be yours. <laughs> Some shit like Everything that. Everything the light where touches. He, where he was just being like, don't touch, don't hold hands because that leads on to other things. Always leave space and for Jesus. Yeah, exactly. And he's, it was a Catholic high school. Oh, really? So. Oh, right. So literally and my mate's there just like, I've definitely not had sex with this person before. Uh huh. Yeah, holding hands, kissing. No, sir, never. Wait, had sex with the Catholic teacher or with the girl? Uh, I'm, I'm assuming the girl. I'll ask him. Okay, I saw him the other day. I'll ask him. I'll meet him again. All right. Never know with Catholic teachers. You've got to be Did careful. Did you fuck Mr. Blades, Jordan? His name's also Jordan. Mr. Blades. What a sick name that is. That is like he should be a Twitch streamer. He should. Sup, fuckers? Welcome to Mr. Blades. <laughs> Oh, he was terrifying. He was a scary man. I bet with a name he, like Mr. Blades, you probably felt like I had to live up to it. 
Well, he's like, you just walk into a room and you'd have other teachers that just can't handle a class. And then he walks in and you're like, ah, shit. Fuck, yeah, everyone just shuts up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did I tell you about the time I got told off for having dicks on my binders? Yes, oh, yeah. We spoke about yeah, it last I episode, I didn't we? I thought I did. Probably. I've slept since then. Yeah. I think that's it, yeah. I think we did. Fuck I think we spoke about it on episode 69. Yeah, he was a, there was another teacher. The guy who did that was called Mr. Diamond and he was fucking wasn't. possibly the the most flamboyant man. Really? Flamboyant, roundest, baldest man yeah, I've man. ever seen. Was he one of these? Was he a man in black? He might have been. My thinking is that him and him and Mr. D- Mr. Blades look very similar. <laughs> However, if one of them was like larger than the other, <laughs> they were both quite robotic, so it might have been. It could have been, yeah. See, we had a, we had a couple of teachers with funny names in um in our school. We had what was it now? We had Mr. England who was Scottish, <laughs> and we had Mr. Black who was white, and Mrs. White who was black. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. We had uh, one of one of our supply teachers. He played bass for Jamiroquai. What? He must be well yeah. good. He, yeah, he was pretty good. He went on tour with me. He showed us a video, and I can never find it again. He was called Mr. Gordon. No way. I'll, to, I'll speak about it to Doug because uh, he fucking loves Jamiroquai and the band that support them. Because the band are really oh, good. Sweet. The band are great. Yeah. They, what else? I was guessing something. Else. Yeah, we had we had a teacher called Miss, Miss English who taught English. Yeah. Which I, which I thought was fucking hilarious. <laughs> well, yeah, we had a few weird teachers. Mr. Tune. Mr. Mr. iTune. Mr. Tune. He was called Ian Tune. Ian Tune. What? He sounds like a DJ. Mr. iTune. You should be and a DJ now. He was a PE teacher. And then we had... There was one more. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, Miss Ivanchuk. What? That's a well weird name. And Miss Kyriakalakis. Is she Greek? I have fucking no idea. I think, it all sounds we like knew, a Greek name to me. All, all we knew is that someone convinced her that cake meant sex or something like that. What? Or something. I don't know. Some some weird shit. So people just kept saying cake and it freaked her the fuck out and she hated it. She had like a nervous breakdown. Oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, people we had a couple saying, of teachers leave because of our class. <laughs> it's horrible, isn't it? Yeah. It's like looking back, you're like, fuck, these are just normal people. Yeah, yeah. You ruined some people's lives. Yeah. yeah, in German as well. Like people would, like as soon as they said G six, it'd be like gay sex. And like ha, and the teacher's like, what? Why are you laughing? And he was like, he clearly knew. He was he just trying to fight it yeah. down. Yeah, weird. Uh, well, right. Oh, so, yeah. Sorry, that was completely derailed. Yeah, no, it's all right. Don't worry. Um, where are we now? Oh, and that is the case. The men in black. That was the last one. <laughs> <laughs> What's it? Yeah, that was oh, the, amazing. That was the last one with the uh, the video. So, what do you think? Are they connected to UFOs? I mean, it's interesting that some people think that he may be similar to Indrid Cold. So we spoke about that in the Mothman case. We actually spoke about him earlier today, didn't we? When we met up, we did. Yeah. Yeah. So we got some spooky photos. We did. Yes. I'll I'll post those in a bit. So, because after all, the, Ingrid Cold did arrive in just after the Mothman sighting and seemed to be investigating the area, didn't he? It was almost like he was trying to find the Mothman. So could MIBs be like the people... Maybe they're also... So let's say they're also aliens. Maybe they're almost like the alien police, like the Men in Black film, but they're not in control by our government. Maybe like... um, Yeah, kind of like Wolf Among Us, what Bigsby does. I've not played it. I don't know that one. Fucking hell, dude. You give me shit about not seeing you, movies. You, you, you say the same thing. Video you're like, games. Wolf Among Us, I'm like, I've not played it. And then a week later, you're like, Wolf Among Us, I'm like, I've not played it. And then a week later, Wolf Among Us, I've not played it. <laughs> it's, um, 
it's based on something called Fables, which is um, a graphic novel series yeah. where fairy tale creatures and people have moved to the Bronx. Oh, right. Okay. And you play as uh, Bigby Wolf, the big bad wolf. Okay. Um, and you're like the sheriff. You've got to make sure no one gets into any trouble and sort shit out. Oh, cool. It's really, really cool because obviously humans don't know they exist. They're just, they all have to use magic and shit, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Um, Backstory. But shit. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking law. Nah. So yeah, it, I'd imagine it'd be like that where the aliens are just trying to like hide it. They're just like, look, we need to get this shit on lock. These humans are dumb as shit and they've got lips. So we can't let them know about us. <laughs> lips are the one thing they're afraid of. Yeah. <gasps> lips, lips, my only weakness. Someone kisses them on the cheek and they've got the lipstick mark. They're like, ah! It starts burning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like signs with the water, but it's lipstick. Anything with lips. Yeah. Anything with lips. Uh, just, what? How, what? How have we got to episode 70 and we've just devolved into this? No idea. You think we'd be, you think we'd be better at staying on track yeah. at this point? Well, a lot of this I'll, I'll save in the edit. I'll, uh, I'll group it together and make it, make it flow, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Salvage yeah. it. It's like a lot of the editing is like mining. You're sort of like digging through dirt and shit until you hit gold. <laughs> Panning for gold. Literally. Yeah. Oh, right. Uh, so, well, so yeah, that was that was good. Did, when you were researching the Mothman case, did you come across anything about any Men in Black? Because I read a bit online when I was looking at these cases that seemed to say that they were sighted in the town. Was it Point Pleasant? Was that the town? Point Pleasant. Point Pleasant. Yeah. yeah, they were seen in the town around then, and they were asking questions to different people around the town. Not that I saw. No, like, like I said when we did the episode, there wasn't a whole bunch on it. Considering it's this huge thing within pop culture and within um, paranormal culture, yeah. there's not a lot you can find. And yeah. it doesn't, there's not a lot linking back to other cases. So I didn't find anything about the Men in Black on it. Oh, right, okay. I don't know if that's, it strikes me as a weird one because it's, there's so much about it, like in that town still. Yeah. So this, like the museum, the festival, the statue. You think if it was as big as it, if it was a, a full thing, there wouldn't be as much there. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they, they'd be like, right, cover this shit up. We don't want them opening. You drive loud car drive past. Um, you would. You think they wouldn't want them opening all this stuff up? And yeah, you think you know. so? I. Hmm. Or is it then? It's it's too on the nose to be true. Yeah, maybe. There's double bluffing. How you can't believe in that giant mothman and he flies in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Slams into a window. Yeah. Dragging loads Lamp. of lamps behind him, yeah. <laughs> He's just been through fucking Dixons. Yeah. <laughs> he smashes through the window, grabs all the lamps and just flies away, but he's too heavy. Yeah, just like dragging across the ground, tries to run. It's all clumsy. And then like oh. four men in black clumsily run after him like bobble da bobble da bobble da bobble <laughs> Flailing. Yeah. So I I like that there could be some kind of weird connection behind all of these different cases. Like I want there to be like the people experimenting with the Philadelphia experiment are the people who are helping the men in black move around who are after the Mothman. Like the whole Charlie yeah. Day thing with the the board and the red strings. And it's like, oh, exactly, yeah. I want it to be like that. Like I want there to be this underlying narrative behind all of these things. And I, in a way, I, I, kind, cool. I kind of feel like there might be. 
Because you think that if well, there's enough weird experiences, especially when they all seem to be happening in the same areas, like there's loads of stuff yeah. about Maine. Absolutely loads of stuff about Maine. Yeah, possibly. And is, I is, guess so. Is that a coincidence that Stephen King is from there? Or do you think he's grown up in such a weird fucking place? He's like, I've just got to write about this shit. Imagine if all that was real. <laughs> all the Stephen King universe is fucking real all this time. On his deathbed. Yeah. He's just there like, it's all real and he dies. <laughs> Stay away from the storm drains. Maybe. It, it would be cool. Or if it's like a cabin in the woods situation where they've just got them all in boxes. Like the Kentucky Goblins yeah, yeah. just escaped by accident. That would be so good. I'd love to see a film like that. The, what, Cabin in the Woods like... It, it's not even cabin in the woods. It's just some facility. Yeah, they, they, it's just like, oh, the leprechauns got out. Oh, shit. shit. Yeah, it's like, dee, 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 <laughs> like diving around. We'll never catch him now. Rides off on a rainbow. <laughs> yeah, but the rainbow's physical and just smashes through the roof. <laughs> yeah, that'd be well good. I'd, if there's any filmmakers <laughs> listening, you got to do that. Make a film universe yeah. about all these weird creatures. Bring us on to consult yeah. about how fucking batshit stupid it should be. Yeah, there can be us trying to disprove it. And then, like, yeah. the rainbow smashes through the studio. Yeah, exactly. And he's just like, ha, ah, like running through, yeah. dropping gold coins. <laughs> I want to see you try and clothesline him, but he's just too short. Just, just so straight like, over. Like, Jordan, attack. It's like, why aren't you doing it? He's like, I'm too lanky. I'm trying. I just can't reach you. He's so far down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, wow, thanks. Just failed mm. whiffs and wafts as my arms are flying around. <laughs> Making whoosh noises. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to add uh, all these sound effects. Yeah. It's been a good episode being able to see your reactions to things. Yeah, yeah. It's nice having <laughs> it's a camera like, on. You're not just like, ooh, flapping your arms about and I can't see it. Yeah. Like, although I, I kind of like that because it adds, adds an air of mystery to my arms. An air of mystery to I, my I arms. I like mystery. Your arms are out of shot, to be fair. I can't see them. <gasps> <laughs> He's got them. <laughs> just like one huge arm just comes around the side of the screen. Oh, like right over the top, yeah. Like, <laughs> just a hand comes down from the top. Fucking... Joey Ramone yeah, from yeah. Uh, oh well, no, it's Jimmy the Reach, isn't it? From my Jimmy Pooch. the Reach, yeah, that's right. Jimmy, that's Jimmy the Reach. Jimmy the Reach, that is. <laughs> I always get my man. <laughs> Not watch those. Sorry, ones. right? It's okay. So yeah, that's that's the end of this. Like, what do you think? What your finishing thoughts for the Men in Black? I'm hoping that there is. I'm hoping that the Men in Black film is a documentary opposed to a movie oh right it's like a secret documentary like no one knew it was actually supposed to be real yeah well it's, it's actually they filmed it as a documentary and then they released it and then they're like fuck uh no it's a it's an action comedy buddy cop film no, and I, people are like oh it is yeah <laughs> once they'd finished filming and they, they edited it all they were you know they'd finished all their principal photography finished editing and then the real men in black turn up with one of those denuralizers and they're like and then, like, months later, all the editors find all this footage, like, who the fuck was this? Did we make a film? So they just cut Let's it. just release yeah, it. Yeah, they just cut it together, like, because they thought, wow, the special effects are real good in this film. And they just edited it together <laughs> and released it, and no one knew it was actually a real thing. <laughs> Have you seen that thing of, uh, it's a picture of George Lucas, and he's just, talk, like, talking to a camera, and someone's put the captions in of, like, Jar Jar Binks is actually a real alien. Like, <laughs> he just came up on set one day. I just told them to record everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently he might be coming back Jar Jar Binks I've heard rumours I hope so I actually liked Jar Jar Binks but I was a kid when I watched yeah I thought it was Star funny Wars as a kid like yeah it was, 2000, was it 2001 I think I would have been six years old yeah so I I was in year four, no I was in year yeah year six I was in at school 
you were at the end of high school then. No, no, I was just about to go to high school. Oh, end of primary school. End sorry. of primary school. Yeah, so that kind of age group, I could see them like enjoying that character, you know. Yeah. yeah. Imagine how mad all of the people. Were. I know. Yeah. Good. I really wish I was there to see that. Just like the amount of people were fucking really angry at Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. I've, this really insignificant thing. I do feel really sorry for the actor who played him. He got a lot of shit for it, didn't he? Did he really? Yeah, he like nearly killed who himself. Who even played him? I don't know, some guy. <laughs> some guy, thanks. Some guy with a crazy Cheers. name. I'm sure he's got a crazy long name. Oh. oh no, it's Ahmed Best. I'm thinking of someone else. Yeah, that's not a very... <laughs> Have you seen the second picture? Yeah, with, him, with the visor on. <laughs> he's just got a fucking visor on. He's wearing like all Jar Jar stuff. And then it's just this guy wearing a visor or a helmet with Jar Jar's head on top. Yeah, it's because so the actors look up, you know they know where Jar Jar's face is when they're interacting with him. That's so funny. I want to watch the entire movie like that. Oh, we should do it. Let's do a watch through of Star Wars wearing Jar Jar hats. No, I meant as in I want to see the movie with without the CG. Oh, right. Okay. You want to just, just see it all like that. And just, yeah, that's fucking You know from amazing. The Last Jedi, actually, there's the... Did you see The Last Jedi? No. No. Oh, yes. I did see The Last Jedi. You know the, not, the, not Rise of Skywalker. You know the throne room scene with, with Snoke? when the, the yeah. big fight happens they they've released on the blu-ray that scene without the cgi covering up andy circus so you can see his actual performance what he was doing and it's even a good scene even with him in the mocap suit just because of how good andy circus is except for the last yeah andy circus is great yeah he's a brilliant actor except for the last bit when snoke touches the side of ray's face and like grabs onto her head and he's got like a big fake snoke arm and he just like puts it towards her face, and like, <laughs> I can just imagine him doing it too hard. It's just like, like fucking like slaps her. <laughs> wow, you feel like a man in black with that plastic yeah, hand. Yeah, look at his plastic skin. So we should probably right. edit there. That's we, been an hour. Yeah, sweet. Sorry about the last fucking. Yeah, 10 minutes. really just random chat. Shit. So if you like this episode and want more men in black. Men, men, men in back more men in the darkest spooky coats we have another three cases to talk about over on patreon.com forward slash grief burrito where you can not only help support the show from two pounds or no sorry two dollars a month that's like 50p for all you people in the uk but you'll have access to a backlog of bonus episodes just for you supporters that are released nowhere else but you'll also get limited edition stickers sent out to you, producer shout-outs on the show, and you'll get to choose our topics and also early access to all of our regular episodes. So you'll get to hear them before everyone else does. Damn. 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 I'd, I'd pay for that. Yeah. Read the red bit, Jordan. <laughs> Read the... Oh, shit. There's more. There's what? There's red bit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. Also, we'd like to take this opportunity <laughs> to thank the patrons of the Burrito Fam. I've got my arms up. Oh, they're in the air. I can see them. Yeah. Believe me, they're there. Like I'm on a roller coaster. I'll do it as well. Um, thank you to Andy Hughes, Tom Parkinson, Adam Gosling, Mark Goodman, Frank Lawrence, Darren Miller, and Helen Davison, and Justin Wilbraham, and Liana Gaffney. Without you wonderful people, our show could not be. Our arms are still in the air. We're like praising the sun. <laughs> so what do you think of that, Love Jay it. Frizzle? Shall we move on? To our extended cut. Thanks for listening, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode. <laughs> Look out for those MIBs. We love you. Love you. Bye. <laughs>